Yes, welcome to Havocast number three. In this podcast, I talk about tabletop war games, I talk about role-playing games, and my favorite thing about those games is the people that play them, including you. You're my favorite. Hey, I'm going to talk to Sonic Sledgehammer today, an awesome gentleman who does his own YouTube channel about how he paints models, and we talk about absolutely everything. It's hilarious, and it's a good time. Also, a couple of tips and strategies on how to deal with someone sitting across the table from you or maybe sitting at your role-playing game table. Um, Maybe they're not acting right and you want to address it. A little bit of confrontation never hurt anybody, so we're going to work on that. Also, a quick update on what I was up to this weekend. Welcome to the Havoc Cast. I record it without pants on. You should listen to it without pants on. Sit back and enjoy yourself. Havoc Cast number three. Oh boy, so let's talk about difficult players. With any process where human beings are involved, you're going to run into personality conflicts and sometimes people that you just don't get along with, and that's okay. Um, these These things happen. But how do you deal with people? So my thing is time. One of our most finite resources. We're not really getting any more of it. You can't create any more of it. So when I'm spending my time doing something that I want to enjoy, I would like to do it with people I enjoy and like-minded folks as well. I think some differences in habits and beliefs is fantastic because you learn new things, you get different perspectives, but on the other hand, if someone is just being a pain in the ass, I don't want to spend my time playing with them. And I think that's totally fine as well. It's your time. Do what you want with it. Spend it with people that make that time enjoyable. So what are some tactics, some things that you can use when you have a difficult player sitting at your table or sitting across from you? Caveat, I am going to talk about confrontation, which I know is difficult for some. And I got to tell you, I don't like confrontation either. But being raised by a very strong military father, and then serving in the military for 21 years. I learned that confrontation is just a matter of course, and sometimes you just have to do it. I know a lot of you will say, oh, there's no way I can do it. I can't confront people, but I'm going to urge you to reconsider because this is your time to enjoy yourself and to have fun, and we need to be direct with each other every once in a while so everyone knows where they stand. Case in point, A couple of years ago, I was playing a large Apocalypse game, which is a very, very large Warhammer 40,000 game. And there was a gentleman that I play with uh, fairly often, freaking out about the rules. And he starts yelling, just he's yelling about the rules. And something we did wasn't right according to his tactic card or some such thing. So, and he's literally yelling and freaking out. And I got mad. I don't deal with people yelling at me very well. So I stopped him and I said, look, man, I'm an adult. I'm a grown-ass man. I was like, do not yell at me. Simple as that. He stopped, took stock of what he was doing, and apologized. He said, you know, I'm sorry. I just get excited and, you know, I didn't mean to yell. I said, that's fine. And then we moved on. So there's a couple of elements to that process. Step one. Be direct 
and use a simple statement of what it is that's bothering you. The goal here is a statement so simple and direct that it cannot be misinterpreted, which I know is difficult for some of you. Some people have a tendency to beat around the bush or to try to drop subtle hints or hope that the other person just understands how they feel. Um, People just don't. A lot of people don't get hints. A lot of people don't read body language very well. You just have to say what it is you're feeling. I know this is awkward. It's awkward for everyone, but nothing is more awkward than playing a shitty game against someone that's being shitty to you and feeling like you're trapped there. Don't do that. This is your time to enjoy yourself, to do something that you love. Don't let it be a negative experience. Stand up for yourself. Simple, direct statements. I don't like the way you're talking to me. I don't like that you are second-guessing every rule and making me feel like I don't know what I'm doing. Simple. Again, the object is to create a simple statement that is direct and hopefully isn't miscommunicated and misunderstood by who you're speaking with. So part two is to suggest an alternative. It's always very awkward when you confront someone with their behavior that's offending you. That's part of the that's part of the deal though. You might piss somebody off. You know, that happens. And I want to reiterate, this is your time to enjoy yourself. Don't spend it with someone that sucks. So, when you suggest that someone is being disrespectful or maybe bending the rules a little bit, suggest some sort of alternative. Make it a team effort on how to proceed from there. For example, hey, I really don't like the way you've been talking with talking to me. It's been pretty disrespectful. Let's just start over, man. Let's start over from the top and just start, you know, put that behind us and move on. Please don't talk to me like that anymore. Boom. Easy. We've now made moving on and communicating better a team effort between the two of you. Oftentimes I find that the folks that I've had to speak with don't realize what they're doing. Maybe they've got something going on in their life, an extenuating circumstance that's making them a little prickly or making them a little on edge. Playing the game is supposed to be relaxing for them too, and they might not realize what they're doing. Maybe they're raised different. Maybe they're from another place where talking shit and being loud and intense is just normal. Maybe that's just how they are. But at least you've told them how you feel, You've asserted how you would like to be treated. When you're spending your valuable, finite resources of time with another human being playing plastic spacemen or RPGs. So step three. You've confronted the person with a simple direct statement. You've made some sort of suggestion on how you can move on from there. Step three is to move on. Just the conversation's over. Hopefully the interaction was short to the point, and everybody knows where everybody else stands, and then you move on. You don't talk about it anymore. You don't bring up old shit like I like to say, unless the person continues to be shitty, and in that case, it's your prerogative to continue playing, or to just let it go and say, look, I'm not having any fun, you know, thanks, but uh, no thanks. Don't have to be mean about it. Shake their hand and say, look, eh, looks like this game's over. You win, whatever it is. So remember... Be direct, suggest an alternative, and then move on. 
create a new experience that's fun. Don't let people dictate how you spend your quality time. It's your time. Enjoy it. My favorite thing about this hobby is the awesome people involved in it. And I will speak with one of those awesome people right now. My good friend and yours, Sonic Sledgehammer. And do you go by Sonic Sledgehammer or just can I call you Sonic? Uh, it's the funniest thing, but yeah, Sonic Sonic works fine. It was never intended to be a handle, but people just started referring to me as Sonic. And it was like, shit, I'm stuck with that now, aren't I? Yeah, that's like more of a like fast porcupine guy or whatever he is, right? <laughs> that little fella, yeah. Me, I'm I'm the opposite. I am slow. I am soft. And <laughs> you couldn't get any further. But you know, I just I, I'm a hedgehog on the internet. That's my that's there you, my. There you go. There you go. All right, twenty odd questions with Sonic Sledgehammer. Are you ready for it? No. <laughs> Good. Then <laughs> then we'll begin. All the better. Start, start off with easy questions. What uh, what TV shows are you into right now? Oh, man. Uh, right now, I'm really looking forward to season two of Discovery. Um, really enjoyed that one. I've been watching a lot of animated stuff, uh, particularly on Netflix. Uh, Hilda is, it's really cute. It's really, it's a good sort of autumn, or should I say fall style show. Whatever you, know? you want to call it, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I really got to think about how I how I tune this for uh, American audiences. But... <laughs> right. Well, I hope it's more than just American audiences, so tune it for everyone. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll, just, I'll stick to my usual nonsense then. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get a lot of TV. Um, most of my viewing habits are on, on Netflix and whatever else completely legally arrives on my computer, so... Right. <laughs> what age do you wish you could permanently be? Oh, hmm. Uh, that's hard because I haven't. You see, I haven't been any older than my than I am now. So maybe in twenty years' time, I might decide now is where I want to be. But based <laughs> on current information, I'd have to say twenty five. Twenty five was good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What's your favorite paint color? Uh, my fist on red. No reason? Oh, I like red. <laughs> uh, it's one of those, it just goes on. You know, you're not going to mess around with it. You know what you're going to get. And red ones go faster. That's so true. So aside from paints and brushes, name one piece of hobby gear that you can't live without. Ooh. Um, I would say that it has to be my lamp. Um, I got one of those, you know, desk mounted side lampy things that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it has one of those, you know, you can bend the arm and get it and where you need it. And I, yeah, if, if all the other tools I could just pick up, not a problem, then the lamp would be the one that I can't live without. Awesome. So what is something that a ton of people are obsessed with, but you just don't get the point of it? Oh, man. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a question that could get me in so much trouble. Um, I'll tell you, and I'll, okay, I'll be honest. Be I'll honest. be honest. Do it. The Nintendo Direct, like, 
without fail every couple of months everybody is yelling about what damn character is going to be in smash and i i just i don't give a shit man <laughs> like i know i and i and i'm content to sit back and shut my mouth because you know people love what they love and that's cool and i'm not gonna to ruin anyone's parade but i cannot muster the enthusiasm to to give more than a mm, sort of noise when i just see nintendo every oh that's my thing i do not get it <laughs> nice so how different was your life one year ago oh uh one year ago it was i was living in a different town i was living in a tiny wee place five thousand people called neustadt an der waldnab and that is off in nether bavaria like upper palatinate it is Wow. It looks like the kind of village you see on uh, Christmas cookie tins. You know the ones you pick <laughs> okay. them up? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Supplies, and you're like, ah, oh, damn, Grandma. But that's what <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I really liked it, but I was unemployed, and that sucked. And I didn't speak the language very well, and that sucked. Now I am part-time employed and i am able to barely speak the language so it's improvements That's the last up. year has been good yeah <laughs> so what's the uh what's your favorite model that you uh own or that you have painted oh that's hard you you're just going for the jugular with these that's what i do that's what we do here <laughs> okay are we talking like ever like ever favorite? man just get fucking crazy with it whatever you want Okay, man. The, the 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 best, my favorite, I should say, not the best. Uh huh. It was uh, Warhammer Fantasy Battles. It was the uh, dwarf lord with the great weapon, and he's got it like it's resting. This axe is resting on its head, and he's got his hands clasped over the the bottom of the handle. Ah, uh, okay. It's just loaded with character. Like it was absolute staunch like it, it just said dwarf you know he <laughs> right. and he was not going anywhere and that was such a cool model i loved painting that do you still have it i don't unfortunately i lost it in a move ah no yeah it sucks big time but if i gotta think of one model that stood out as like yeah damn that was a lot of fun then that dwarf lord Dude, I don't think there's any phrase worse than lost it in a move. Like, So uh, um, what are you looking forward to in the coming months? Oh, man. There's so much happening. Like, everybody, everything everywhere is just releasing great stuff lately. What am I looking forward to? Um, I got to give a shout out to Bad Squiddo. Um, Annie over... Is it Annie? God, I yeah, hope it's Annie. I believe it's Annie, yeah, yeah. Please, yeah. <laughs> and if it's not. But no, Bad Squiddo's got a range of Bushido miniatures coming, and they mm. look so cool. Like samurai and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah like Eastern-themed, um, I guess it's Sengoku Jidai period. Mm. Um, I, I just really like the look. And, you know, all of the sculpts that have been coming out of Bad Squiddo have been really awesome to see, so... Looking forward to getting my hands on some of those as well. So, who or what inspires you? 
Oh, none of these are easy. <laughs> you were telling me that you were going to do this on purpose, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get to the core of this yeah. Sonic sledgehammer. Is what was what we're doing here. Who or what inspires me? Um, you know, I'm going to give you. It's going to sound like a cop out, okay? Mm-hmm. The community is what inspires me. The nice. The ability for so many people, like I, I got involved before the internet was really a thing in the hobby and mm-hmm. everything was pretty insular. It was all local clubs and you would bounce that energy around and that was all cool. But nowadays when you can get onto Twitter or onto Facebook groups or whatever, and you've got 20,000 people all into the same thing across, you know, across the whole damn world, that's awesome. Yeah. Just the yeah. ability to, to push around that much hobby love and yeah, what inspires me is seeing what other people are loving, you know, because nothing can beat just that that genuine high of man, this is really cool. I'm loving this. Take a look. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's you know, you see something that somebody else did, and you're like, how did they even think of that? And then you want to like kind of, I want to say, steal that idea, but like play off that same idea, or it may makes you <laughs> think about something that you could do as well. You're like, man, I never thought to use this bit. A certain way or you know you see like a, a certain colored army and go oh i'd like to do something like that too so yeah I, I totally i get what you're saying it's so much out there that we can digest in like you know i got into this uh, during road trader like in 89 88 or something of course there was no internet so yeah, i just yeah. had to buy white dwarf <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit different eh? Like, it's a little bit I different i don't think people now get what a big deal it is that they can just talk to people nonstop about the hobby. Eh? Like when we used to have to, to really search for, for others who were into it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So do you have any hobby superstitions like lucky dice or lucky model, something like that? All right. This is, this is not a superstition. This is well-documented fact. Okay. So I, <laughs> The dice, the dice that you've just rolled, if it rolls a six, don't roll that dice again. Right. Because right? it's going to, it's, it's tainted. All right. It's good. The numbers have to, to pan out. The, the statistics have to pan out. So if you've rolled a six, the next one's not going to be a six because that's unlikely. You've got to pick a different dice, man. That's, that's just fact. Absolutely. It's funny. I just had this same conversation with Stormgrad about the same thing <laughs> about statistics but he asked me if I had dice that I roll. They're the only ones I roll. And I was like, yeah, I only have one set of dice. So I have a superstitious about that. But the stats don't lie. That's like, that's, we're telling you, statistics is a real thing. So yeah. well, if I roll, a, yeah, if I roll a six, man, those dice are going away for a little bit. Yeah, you just, so, you put them to one side and you pick up some fresh ones. Exactly. You don't want to roll all the sixes off them. Right, right. So what's the dumbest thing that you've done that actually turned out pretty well? Now, I thought that was just going to be what's the dumbest thing I've done. (laughs) I have got a litany of those. Uh, The dumbest thing I've done that turned out pretty well. Um, You know, it's it's funny. It's harder to answer that question because I kind of forget what the dumb thing was and I just remember the results. Well, that's pretty good, though. Uh, oh yeah, it's a, it's a selective memory thing. Of I look back at my life and I go, yes, I was always a genius. Life was great the whole time. 
<laughs> makes it a little difficult to, to learn from my mistakes. But um, oh, I'd have to say, if I think about dumb stuff, I turn up blank, man. I can't answer that uh, one. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll give you a pass on that one. You get one pass. Okay, just one. <laughs> so uh, what stereotype do you completely live up to? Oh, oh, man. Like, I try not to. And it is it is a daily battle, but I am pushes up glasses and says, "Well, actually, <laughs> that, is, that is the brand of nerd I am." And I just, when somebody says something, or like they get a piece of law wrong, or they pronounce something, like I hear Mephistion red or something like that, just there is this <laughs> little autopilot. This horrid little, you know, the shoulder devil just kicks me off the controls and, well, actually, I think you'll find. And, man, I try so hard to rein it in. But that is that is something that is just me through and through, unfortunately. Oh, but awareness is the first step, you know, so that's good. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard, though, because I know how terrible it is. <laughs> I get to watch that monster happen. Nice. No control. No. So what's the last game you played, and did you win? <sighs> you had to ask if I won. Damn. Uh, <laughs> yes. No, the last game I played uh, was a 1250-point game of Age of Sigma. Mm -hmm. uh, I was bringing out my Stormcast, like my OG Stormcast, uh, against my lovely wife. She plays uh, Stormcast, what are they called? Sacrosanct Chamber. Uh, she got started with the... Uh, Soul Wars box and has been adding, you know, to that. And she absolutely trounced me. Like it was. <laughs> uh, she's pretty. Like she is pretty good. We play a lot of games together. You know, we've got the space and all. Yeah. But very cool. the last game I played, it was a lot of fun. I had a great time, but I would not have wanted, uh, you know, spectators. It was who, who boy. What can you not get right, no matter how many times you try? Wet blending. That one just, that's an easy question for once. I've, <laughs> I've watched videos. I've read techniques. I've had, uh, I've had a golden demon winner sit next to me and try and teach me. But can I figure the damn thing out? No. I, it's, there's just this little switch in my brain that's very, very loudly saying to me, just dry brush it. <laughs> so that's, I that's one thing that just, it will never sit right in my head. You know, I took a uh, wet blending class at Adepticon a few years ago, and it was two brushes and people constantly licking their brush, like, to, to wet it. And I don't know about you, but I'm not from the lick your brush school of painting. And it just oh, kinda, I'm, a, I'm a brush licker. Yeah, it, it skews me, me the fuck out, man. I can't help it. <laughs> So like, oh, everyone in the class is like, like licking these brushes, and I was just like, oh my god, I can't deal with this. But I, you know, I didn't realize. Yeah, I mean, damn thing. Yeah, well, it, you get it wet, yeah, but I didn't realize that there was like such a, you know, prevalence of people licking their brushes as how they wet their, <coughs> excuse me, how they wet their brush. See, I don't get that. I always I, I wet my brush and I wet my paint with water. I only ever lick my brush to bring it back to a point. 
Not, mm. not when it's got paint on the damn thing. Ugh. Yeah, they were, you know, it's like you you put the paint on and then you lick the brush to get it wet and then you sort of draw the paint out for that blend or whatever. And then people were just bam, paint brush right back in the mouth. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay, maybe but I'm right is, about dry brushing. I don't know. This is how they were teaching it. Like, you know, wet your brush and, you know, give it a little lick. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa standby. What? We're licking our brushes? <laughs> You know, I know, I know. My buddy Rally Fox would say brush licking's not a crime. He's got the hashtag and the stickers, but oh my god, do you play RPGs? And if so, tell me about your character. Um. Ooh. Now, do we mean like PC or tabletop or? Because the short answer is yes, <laughs> but like. Any more specific questions? Or uh, I would say if you play a tabletop RPG, but you know, if you want to talk about your World of Warcraft character, you can do that too. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I've never got to World of Warcraft. I tried, but it just I bounced off of it. Yeah. Uh, as far as tabletop stuff, though, uh, I was running a, a Star Trek game off of the old Decipher system. Uh, now this this does go back about a year now, unfortunately. Uh, you know the the vagaries of real life has meant that it's hard to get us all in one place. Yeah, that's the toughest um, part of RPGs. Yeah, but my favorite character was my a one of the GM NPCs, and it was Mister Vorik, and he was the Vulcan science officer because, of course, and uh, it's just. It's a lot of fun to be someone that isn't like you, you know. Yeah, he, oh, absolutely. You know, because I was always a big, I was a drama club kid. You, I'm sure you can imagine. So, no. of course, <laughs> of course, like, oh, we're we're all that same brand of nerd, surely. But you know, I always love, especially GMing or, or DMing, however you put it, a game. Just gives you more opportunity to really muck around and do the voices and and do the the monologuing and the the evil cackles and all that. But Vorik was probably my favorite. He was just that really staid, competent. I think he saved the characters, the players, on more than one occasion. So, because I'm a soft GM, I've never killed a, a player character. Oh, <clears throat> so you're more of a GM than a player, typically. Uh, typically, it, it it tends to be because I'm the one that has the ludicrous library. So I uh, <laughs> got you. Yeah. You got the books. You're in charge. I got the books. And you read the books and you go, God, oh, wouldn't it be easy to run? And then Nick Minute, it's eight months into a campaign and you're, you're thinking, just how the hell did this happen? So do you do you do voices in, in the whole thing when you GM? Oh, you've got to. You've got to, man. It's It's half the fun. See, that's the thing. I always do voices too, even when I'm playing. Like, I try to affect like some sort of, some sort of weird vocal habit that like kind of informs my character. So whenever I'm speaking, people know it. And the few times that I've played, yeah, the few times I played with a group that didn't really know me, like you know, one shots and things at conventions, like it just throws people the fuck off because they're like, "Whoa, what's this guy doing?" You know. And then How when I GM, weird. Yeah, so the last the last one I played is I love the Star Wars RPG the, from Fantasy Flight. That's like my shit. Yes. And I, I yeah, I played a one shot at Adepticon last year, the year before, and uh, I chose a um, 
wow, transition, you know, the like Bosque and all them. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so they, they were all playing it straight and kind of like they were doing the, well, my character says this, my character says that instead of just saying what it was that the character yeah. would say to the GM as the, as the NPC. But I was doing a voice. And you ever listen to, uh, you ever listen to old Adam Sandler? Let me see how old you are. You ever listen to old Adam Sandler, the goat? Oh, damn. No, the goat. I see yeah. as far back as I remember was like, oh, before Waterboy. What the hell was that one? Happy Gilmore oh, is like oh. earliest Adam Sandler. It's, a, it's so- a similar thing. So he's got a, uh, a, a CD where he has a skit called the goat and the goat talks kind of like this. And, and he's like, <laughs> What the fuck, man? What are we doing with, you know, the farmer? He beat the shit out of me. So I'm doing that voice as the transition bounty hunter. And like, they're just like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? (laughs) (laughs) And like, we get hit, like we get the ship gets hit by like a a missile or something. I'm like, holy fuck, man. There's a hole as big as my cloaca in the side of the ship. I'm 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 cracking myself up like the whole time. And like halfway through, these guys started to like kind of get the gist that I'm just being fucking, I'm just being dumb because it's yeah, fun. And so fun. they, yeah, so they started having more fun. And then at the end of it, like it was really good, but like they, they totally didn't know what to do with it at first. They're like, what is happening? <laughs> the initial culture shock of, is this guy a lizard for real? Right. And I found that whenever I'm GMing and whenever I, I do voices, sometimes that has a, a tendency to like, I don't know, what's the word, I guess, embarrass your players or your players feel kind of awkward about it. Like, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, a little. It happens. Like, where they're like, oh, what is, what, what is he doing? But the, the group I play with now, like, they get it and they get what I'm doing. But I've had newbies come in and they're like, oh, okay, wow, I didn't expect this. <laughs> yeah, it's a little daunting, you know, that... Am I expected to do the same? And right, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, you'd have a you'd have somebody else at your table. You know, on the off chance ever we cross paths, I'd be more than into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Next question. Next question. All right. <laughs> what stat for your life would you most like to see? If you could see the stats of anything that you've done or anything that you've spent time on, et cetera, so on and so forth, what stat are you interested in looking up? There's a few that spring to mind that I'm not going to say. Bring it. (laughs) No, no, I'm a a gentle soul. I'm a clean and pure. Um, Sure. If I had to, you know what? I want to know how many space marines I have painted in my years. Oh, God. I shudder to think. That I've, might be a depressing stat. <laughs> it, would, it would be simultaneously amazing and massively depressing. So I'd, I'd want to know. Just g- give me that knowledge and we What's, can determine whether or not I've got any hope left in me. <laughs> What's your guess? Oh, shit, man. I, I tell you, we, when I was working at the workshop, one of our accomplishments in our store was we painted uh, 106. We painted a full battle company of Imperial Fists in a week. Oh, my God. So, you know, when when I think about, gosh, I must have painted a lot of Space Marines. Man, that is not even a lot is not a word. It doesn't it doesn't factor in. I have painted stupid Marines. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd want to know. And then I'd promptly just 
drink to forget because it would it would hurt more. When do you feel that you leveled up in your life? Leveled up, huh? Like as as an adult or a you know, hobby sort of side of things? Anything. What's the last you know the level you are now? If we were you know, let's talk RPG as life. You're at a pretty high uh, level now, I would guess. Um, What's the last thing you did that put you over the edge that leveled you up. Okay, I'd have to say this is this is maybe three or four years ago now, but going through the process and buying my own house, like Ooh. I don't live there anymore, unfortunately. We've since moved to Germany, which is, you know, that's a mission and a half in itself. But becoming a homeowner, uh, I. I really didn't expect what a big difference that would make to, you know, just how how I felt about going to work, how excited I was to like do chores and shit around the house. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yours. Like, this is yeah. This is mine. It's not keeping someone else's investment safe and tidy. It's no man. This is my castle, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do right by it. And that's. I guess it sounds kind of, you know, unusual to, especially maybe some of the the younger guys. But no, man, I I think that was a a turning point, and I'm a goddamn adult, right? I mean, I totally agree with you. Buying my house was awesome. I, yeah, definitely worthy of leveling up. Right. You can put holes in any wall you want. You can paint it any color you want. <laughs> <laughs> Havoc Pink, for example. There you go, Havoc Pink. Yes! My goal is to mention Havoc Pink in every podcast. So I'm on a roll so far. Who or what is your spirit animal? Oh, I like to spring these ones, eh? Like, there's, there's a nice conversation. I take a breath, and then out comes the really weird... Go for okay. it. Go. Spirit animal, go. Um, so, yeah. Spirit animal, any Star Trek fans, any... Any fans of DS9 Ooh, will know. Uh, spirit animal has to be wrong. The, the well-intentioned, but ultimately a little on the slow side, but well-meaning and generally well-liked for some bizarre reason. Rom is, he's me through and through, and it's it's embarrassing because you could say someone called yeah i'm totally just like garrick or mm, yes i'm odo and no 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 no, i'm rom i'm not even quark man i'm <laughs> but rom totally... ends up with uh ends up with uh lita and she's hot yeah so you're good i mean Grand Nagus, that's something but i have <laughs> years off i'm like season three rom still going uh, okay Ugh. uh brother <laughs> When can I inherit the bar? <laughs> That's an excellent rom. <laughs> All right, you got two questions left. Okay. If you were a superhero, what is your power? Do I only have one? Uh, one main power, yep, yep. Okay. Don't get greedy. <laughs> oh, no, you see, this is, the th- this is the thing. If I was a superhero and I had a superpower, like considered far in excess of other humans it would have to be i want to be super intelligent because then i can solve problems i can fix things i'm you know i can put into play everything i need to make myself tony stark very cool and then eventually build a suit and then you build a suit and then you've got all these (laughs) other cool 
these cool things he can do. And it's, what's your superpower, man? What's your secret? I'm a genius. I'm just real. I'm just real fucking smart. I'm just <laughs> real smart. What are you gonna do? Last question. All right, no pressure. Do you have anything to promote? Do it now. Um. <laughs> no. Like. <laughs> um. You know, I I tend to figure people who are listening to this might have already come across. God, that's an ego. Who the yeah, hell is? is- yeah. Wow! <laughs> You've already heard of me. No, everyone no, no. already knows me. Nothing to promote. Yeah. <laughs> that, it just dawned on me what an absolute shit I was being. So let me rephrase. <laughs> uh, if you wanna, if if you wanna do some real basic painting, like how I paint things on YouTube, uh, is the channel that I run, and I do really simple techniques to get your models on the table. Um, They're not going to win Golden Demon, as I'm always fond of saying, but as far as taking a brush, putting some paint on a miniature, and it looks pretty cool when you're done, that's the kind of techniques I'm trying to promote over time, you know, really get just finished for its own sake and enjoying painting. So they can search Sonic Sledgehammer on YouTube and find you? Uh, Sonic Sledgehammer is probably the easiest way to do it. Uh, If you look for how I paint things, (laughs) <laughs> you might find it too. I really, I really wish I had come up with a better name. Like, <laughs> it is, it is the dumbest thing because I never expected it to take off. So, the the beginnings and the the stupid, the things that made me happy when I got started just uh-huh. stuck, and they became the branding. So I'm That's awesome. It, well, depending on how good you think the name is, sure. Well, you know, how you paint things. That's You can't mistake that for anything else. Well, it's truth in advertising. You know, <laughs> if, if somebody turns to me and says, oh, wouldn't you do it differently? Or, well, that's not how you paint ultramarines. I can just point to the, the top of the channel how I paint things. And this is how I paint things. Emphasis yeah, on how you I. paint things is your own business. <laughs> Never the twain may meet. Sonic Sledgehammer, thank you for being on my podcast. We had a lot of fun, and uh, um, you know, I'll find you on Twitter as well. Yes, yes, uh, at Sonic Sledge, just Sonic Sledge, no hammer, no hammer. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I couldn't fit the hammer, and there's all manner of comments to be made about that. But Twitter character limit was tragically the only reason. How I paint things, Sonic Sledge. Got it. Awesome, man. Thanks for hanging out and chit-chatting with me, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see you around. Yep, take care of yourself, dude. Yeah, dude. Bye. And now a quick update of the Lonely Havocs activities. I was fortunate enough to travel to Ypsilanti, Michigan for Yukon up there in Ypsilanti, a nice small convention, and I have to say, very well run and also incredibly chill. Probably the most chill convention that I've ever been to. It was very nice. Myself and my friend, the Brush Wizard, who lives nearby, ran demo games of Warhammer 40k. We ran those games for the Contessa organization, who we supported with the Rainbow Warriors Project. And you can check out the Rainbow Warriors Project at hashtag Rainbow Warriors Project on Twitter. It's awesome. We built a nice Rainbow Warriors Army for Contessa, which is an organization that promotes inclusive gaming, which is something that I believe in 
and a wonderful group of my friends believe in. So we made a really cool army and gave it to them. And now I help them uh, run 40K games. They do a lot of role-playing games and board games and other tabletop, but not a lot of 40K. So we're their 40K ambassadors, if you will. Uh, It was a very nice convention. We only ran games for one day. Uh, It was nice and cold up there in Michigan. And I got to say, it's the first time I've ever been to Michigan. I've been all over the world. I've been all over the States. But it's the first time I've been to Michigan. And it was very nice. The weather was a little crappy. But what can you do about that? So thank you, Michigan. Everyone I spoke with, uh, everyone I interacted with was very friendly. And uh, it snowed on me the whole time. But I don't mind the snow. Not a huge fan of the cold, though. So as always, remember to check me out on Twitter at The Lonely Havocs. You can talk to me directly. You can also check The Lonely Havocs on Facebook, YouTube, where you can find this podcast, as well as Battle Report videos and other nonsense. And you can find this podcast now on iTunes. So search it and leave me a comment or rate it. Uh, rate it however you like. I mean, any rating helps. And you can also find me on uh, Google Play as well as Spotify. So if you want to find the Lonely Havocs Havoc cast, you have options. Thank you for listening. Good night. <laughs>